0: Good evening. It's good to see everybody that's here. Glad to have everybody who's online uh, with us there. So glad to have you tonight. Uh, Let me just remind you of a couple of things there. Uh, If you're there on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, be sure to like us, to heart us, to share us. Uh, That just helps to get the word out that we're uh, in person. And so just want to make you aware of that. Uh, Can you also turn the screen on back there too, Ben? I forgot about that one. And then also uh, welcome to those who are joining with us on our phone live streaming there. I want to say welcome uh, to you all and thank you so much. Uh, for being with us uh, we'll be glad to give you that number if you need that number for the phone live streaming uh, for those of you especially at home if you'll go to our church website at highlandbaptistchurch.com uh, go over to the info tab just a couple of tabs over uh, it's there that you can download the worship bulletin for this past Sunday and the children's worship bulletins uh, those go along with the Sunday morning service but there's lots of upcoming events activities that are in this worship bulletin So I encourage you to take the time uh, to get that downloaded or at least to get you a copy if you're here uh, in person. They are in the windowsills to my right and left as well as at the doors where you come in. While you're there, also on the website at hollandbaptistchurch.com under the info tab, go ahead and get tonight's prayer list downloaded. Uh, We'll be going over the list tonight and just need to get any updates that you may have, so you'll want to share those over on Facebook. Uh, with us, any prayer requests that you may have, uh, please do that there, or you can send those uh, to our email at the church at Highland Baptist, Tullahoma at gmail.com or HighlandBaptist at cafes.net. Uh, either one of those will work. And while you're there, also on the website, go to the far right-hand side, click the Give Online tab. There, you can do your online giving uh, for your regular offering as well as you can give uh, for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Uh, Do continue to pray for those missionaries, and I encourage you to use this guide uh, not just for the week of prayer that we just ended last Sunday with, uh, but also to use it uh, all throughout uh, this month and even throughout the year. To pray for uh, all of those missionaries. And then uh, we do have a few signs if you want to take one and share with someone. Uh, And then there are some smaller cards uh, about uh, the Appalachian Christmas Tour that Chosen Road is going to be here to do on December the 20th at 630. Uh, It's a free concert, but we're going to be taking a love offering for that. So I want to encourage you to come uh, and to hear them. You're going to be wonderfully blessed uh, by their music. And then also don't forget Sunday Night is going to be our adult and Children's Christmas program, and so you're going to receive a wonderful blessing from that. We're practicing again uh, tonight, so come for that. That's at 6 o'clock this Sunday night. So a lot of things upcoming, a lot of things going on with the holidays. Uh, Be sure you get those dates down and those events so that you'll be ready for those when they come. Brother Mike, if you will.
1: Pat, thank you for playing Just a Closer Walk with Eve. That's, That's a neat song. Uh, the song we're going to sing t- tonight is uh, Trust and Obey 447. Uh, if you want the words that are on the screen or in your book, 447, hum, hum, Psalms. Hymn 447. <laughs>
0: Hopefully you've had an opportunity uh, there to get your uh, prayer list uh, downloaded. I've got Facebook open on my phone here so that I can see if you share with us any prayer requests. Uh, but we do want to just remind you of a few here uh, to share with you. Uh, do continue to remember Bertie Davis uh, in the loss of her brother, uh, Rick German, uh, with his knee replacement. Things are going well uh, with him in that respect. He's doing much better. I was here this past Sunday, but just continue to pray that things will continue to recover there. Uh, remember Brother Jack Doubt with his back issues. Uh, do you know when your date is? Not yet. Okay, so he doesn't know his date yet for his procedure, but do keep him in prayer because the back issues is still there, the pain still there, uh, so keep him in your prayers, as well as for Diane Tatum, uh, who also is having uh, her, her procedures, so keep her in prayer. Uh, understand things went good with Mark Raymond. Uh, he still is going to have an ongoing uh, situation there with his back, but his last procedure uh, with his epidural and stuff seemed to do well. And so we praise the Lord for that. Uh, We also want to remember Brenda Gilbert. Uh, She's not been doing well uh, with some issues also uh, in her back and then uh, just continue to remember miss rosalie moore Uh, she had her 100th birthday last month and still pressing on so we just praise the lord uh, for that miss beverly daniels uh, seems to be doing fairly well with her situation with cancer so just continue to keep her uh, in your prayers for those things and then we also have david hess uh, who's on there he just had uh, a procedure recently done a biopsy to to see the results of what they had done with the chemo before they are going to have to do more uh, on another play on the place there that's about the size of a peach uh, from what I understand but he's going to be starting that uh, later this month right after Christmas, after Christmas. It's not grown. yeah yeah so it hadn't grown any uh, but it is still active and so Uh, They are going to have him do, I think it's every three weeks that he's going to do his uh, chemo and stuff. And so just want to remember him in prayer uh, for all of that. It wasn't the news they wanted, uh, but it's not as bad as it could be uh, either. It could be worse a situation than it is. But pray for him and for his dad, uh, Jim Hess. Uh, And then also you'll notice that we corrected Wanda Wanda Nichols on the... um, Nursing home list. she is at Life Care uh, here in Tullahoma. We had had her down at NHC, but she is at Life Care of Tullahoma, so keep her in your prayers. We did add Steve maybe back also to the list from last week uh, and his situation was not good uh, either. And so uh, we just wanna continue to pray for him. And then also David Wall uh, with the recovery uh, from his stroke, if you'll remember him in your prayers. That's all the updates I think that I have Are there any others that maybe we need to share? If you have any online, be sure to go there to Facebook. Uh, If you don't get it in in time for this prayer time, uh, we'll have someone in here who probably will be looking at Facebook there to let me know if there's any uh, requests there at the very end. Okay, so that was about Linda Ray, uh, who she is still at cardiac rehab. So keep her in your prayers. She's still struggling uh, with her situations with her heart. So keep her in your prayers. Any others? All right, I think that's it that I can see, and I don't see any there on Facebook. So let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer for these requests, as maybe other requests that you have uh, on your heart uh, also of some unspoken needs. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the blessing of this day. Thank you, Lord, for uh, just uh, your provision for us, for your care for us. For your love for us thank you father for uh, just being who you are that you are a holy and a righteous god who loves us enough that you sent your only begotten son jesus to be born into a lowly manger to live a perfect sinless life in our place to die on the cross where we should have died and and then to be resurrected from the grave on the third day to give us a free gift of salvation and, and eternal life and so father i pray that we would count that precious and as we realize when we come into your presence uh, and your holiness uh, lord that there is sin in our hearts we come to confess those things and ask you to cleanse us uh, from all of our unrighteousness any wickedness any ungodly thoughts that we may have any uh ungodly things that we may have done or maybe things that we didn't do that we should have done uh, that you have commanded us to do. And so we just ask tonight, Lord, that you would wash us with the precious, precious blood of Jesus Christ. And we ask, Lord, that you would cleanse us, set us on the, set us on the path of righteousness. And, and Lord, we pray that your word would lead us and guide us in every decision that we make each and every day that we might honor you and bring glory to you uh, by the things we do and the things that we say. Fill us, Lord, with your spirit. Transform us from the inside out. And Father, we just pray that you would make us into the new creation that you would have us to be in Christ. Lord, we want to come on behalf of each one of these who are on our prayer list tonight, and we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would just have your special hand uh, upon them, Lord. We ask for you to to just bring the healing to their bodies that they need. Uh, Father, we know that uh, even there that will be temporary, but Lord, we just pray that uh, you would ultimately bring that healing to them Uh, in heaven uh, as they know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so, Father, I pray that no matter what these individuals' uh, spiritual situation is, whether they know Christ or don't, uh, Lord, if they don't know Christ, use these things to bring them to faith in Christ. If they do know Christ, uh, help them, Lord, to be an example and a witness of what a Christian ought to be going through adversity uh, and trials and tribulations. And, Father, I pray that that would be a witness to the lost and dying world around us. And may we be able to testify of the great and mighty things that you're doing in their hearts and lives uh, to use it, Lord, uh, to bring others to faith in Christ and to encourage other believers in their walk. And so Father, I pray that uh, you would just touch them in a divine way, bring that healing that they need, and may we testify of your work as you bring that healing, that it would ultimately be a witness to share with others about the greatest healing that you can bring, that of our sin problem, and the forgiveness of our sin and setting us in a right relationship with you so lord bless each one of these individuals we know there's so many more needs uh, than just the physical need that we so often recognize and and put place on our prayer list so many other things go along with that and so we just pray god for you to uh, just bring about your divine will in their lives to provide for all of those needs that they may have and then lord we especially want to pray for those who have lost loved ones recently and, and even throughout the years. Uh, Lord, uh, we know that the holidays can be a difficult time for people uh, in, in having lost a loved one that's passed on. And Father, I pray that they, those individuals would find comfort and peace in your presence May you send the Holy Spirit, who is the great comforter, uh, to wrap your loving arms around them and let them know that you are with them. And Lord, that if their loved one is with you uh, and you are with us, that we're not far from one another. So help us to always keep that in our hearts and to treasure that in our hearts and to treasure those memories that we had with loved ones who have gone on before. Lord, bless us tonight as we come into your word here uh, in Habakkuk in chapter two. And Father, I pray that you will just uh, take your word and use it in our hearts and lives to bring us Uh, Lord, to a closer walk with you. Help us to see some things that maybe are wrong in our lives that we need to confess, as well as to see some principles to help us, Lord, uh, to overcome uh, the issues that we're going to see here in Habakkuk chapter 2. Father, I just pray that this book and this chapter will be a blessing to us as we read it, as we hear it, as we keep it in our lives. And Father, I just pray for you to pour out your spirit upon us tonight. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to the book of Habakkuk. If you're wondering where is Habakkuk and you've not been with us yet, find the Psalms or the Proverbs, either one of those, and then you know where uh, the book of Matthew is. Uh, We encourage you to take the time to to look about halfway between those two, or, or thereabouts, and you'll find Habakkuk. It is a small book. It only has... Three chapters. We've already gone through the first chapter, uh, but it is a very powerful, powerful uh, book, and in fact, I've entitled tonight's message, Stop Debating God. Now, do you remember what last week's message was? Stop doubting God. Good, somebody was listening. Somebody remembered. <laughs> I know you were probably listening, but at least you remembered <laughs> uh, what, this, what it was about in chapter 1. Tonight, we're going to see stop debating God because that's what doubting leads to. It leads to us debating with God, uh, trying to reconcile and, and, and rationalize things uh, with God. And, and so we sometimes try to even bargain with God. <coughs> even though we know we can't. We know you can't bargain with God, but all of us have tried at one time or another. Uh, Even though we know it won't work, we've all taken our our shot at it. Even though we know deep down uh, it really doesn't do any good, so often we tend to do it anyway. Uh, We've all done it. We've tried to bargain with God to get God to meet us on our terms. Uh, We've maybe said things like, God, if, if you'll do this, then I'll do that. That's bargaining with God. Or God, I, if you'll just come through this one time, I promise I'll do this or I'll do that or I'll never do that again. That got me into this to start with. How many times have you ever done it again? <laughs> we tend to so often do it again. You ever notice that when you bargain with God, God doesn't deal. Uh, that, and, and, and when you try to do that, you recognize that when you start debating God, and you start giving God all kinds of reasons why he should have done things your way, Uh, you begin to see that in this passage. Habakkuk had been crying out to God to do something. He saw the injustice. He saw the wickedness around him. He saw uh, the the nation that was crumbling. The northern kingdom has already crumbled. Uh, He's in the southern kingdom of Judah, uh, and and it's all about to fall apart there. He knows uh, the the, the judgment is imminent there. He's been crying out to God uh, to do something, to bring revival uh, to his nation, to make things right. And as we read in chapter 1, it seemed to him as if uh, God had gone deaf and and blind. But then all of a sudden, it became a good news, bad news situation for Habakkuk. Good news, God finally answered Habakkuk's prayer. Bad news, not the way he wanted. And so often that's what happens for us. God told him in chapter 1 that he was going to raise up One of the most wicked nations on the planet, Babylon, to conquer Judah, to destroy it politically, and to take the people captive. Now, Habakkuk just thought times were tough, and that's what he had been praying for because times had been tough. He had been praying for God to do something, and he had just thought times were tough. Now, times are about to get a whole lot tougher. And so Habakkuk had thought it over Uh, as we read in chapter 1, and he's not satisfied with God's answer. Uh, He's no longer doubting God because God has already spoken. Now we find he's debating God and basically trying to convince God, God, you made the wrong decision. Uh, So if you will go back to verse 12 and verse 13 in chapter 1, and you'll see that. And I don't know that I'll have this on the screen for you at home. Uh, for these two verses, but it says, Are you not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, my Holy One? We shall not die, O Lord. You have ordained them as a judgment, and you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. You who are of purer eyes than to see evil and cannot look at wrong, why do you idly look at traitors and remain silent when the wicked swallows up the man more righteous than he? And so in those verses, he's appealing to God's number one attribute, to his holiness. He's basically saying to God, God, you are a holy God. You are so holy and so pure, you can't even look on sin. So if you can't look on sin, why are you using sinful people? Obviously, what we see here is that doesn't mean that God can't see sin and that God can't see evil. It simply means he can't look upon it with approval like we do. And so then Habakkuk lays out the challenge and lays the challenge down why? And how can you use these Babylonians? I mean, you think we're bad as Judah and you want to bring judgment on us. Have you noticed them? They're a whole lot worse than we are. They're a lot more evil than we are. They're a lot more sinful than we are. Isn't that how we so often do too? We want to point out somebody else's sin. Well, at least I'm not like the murderer. At least I'm not like the prisoner. At least I'm not like the drunk or the alcoholic or the addicted person on drugs at least I'm not as sinful as they are they're more sinful than I am but you know what's amazing he was right if you laid it out on a spreadsheet the bad qualities of Babylon and the bad qualities of Judah and you asked who's the better nation it would have been no contest Habakkuk is asking God this question. God, you are so good, you are so pure, you are so holy, so how come you let the bad guys win? You ever feel that way? You ever look up the street, maybe to your next-door neighbor, and, and they're living in sin, and, and, and they never darken the door of a church, and yet they have a secure job and more money and a steady income more than you do? here you are being faithful, you're loving God, you're trying to play by the rules, uh, and, and, and you're com- a committed servant at God's church, and, and yet bad things keep happening to you. You get fired or something else happens. The problem is God is asking a completely different question. His question is, should I expect more out of people who claim to know me Who claim to love me, who claim to fear me and serve me and worship me, or should I expect more from people who don't? Habakkuk, I'm gonna teach you that I expect far more out of my people than I do out of others. Now remember, Habakkuk's trying to find God in these tough times. And so in his mind, it's precisely because God is too pure to look upon evil and too holy to tolerate wrong, but he doesn't really understand how God could possibly use a wicked nation like Babylon to solve the problems of Judah's rebellion. And so armed with the knowledge that God is holy and therefore can't do anything evil and that God hates sin and can't do anything wrong... God tells Habakkuk and us how to stand when we don't understand. Here's the first thing we need to learn from these verses tonight is this. Wait on God because he keeps his word. Wait on God, he keeps his word. You see that in verse 1 down through verse 3 in chapter 2. So let's read those verses, if you will. So verse 1 says... I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me and what I will answer concerning my complaint. And the Lord answered me, write the vision and make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. So when you're in the middle of a difficult situation, and you either don't hear God or you don't see God or, or maybe you hear him but you don't like what he said or you see him but you don't like, uh, like his looks and, and you really don't understand what's he up to. The first thing you need to do is wait. Now that word watch there, wait there literally means a watchtower. Uh, back in the Bible days, uh, cities, uh, as you know, were surrounded by walls with gates at certain parts of the city wall. Uh, they would build a watchtower. <clears throat> or a rampart. Uh, typically, they were mounds uh, of earth that were raised up so you could see far above the city, uh, and you could see everything from caravans who were bringing goods and services to the, uh, to, to the people, and you could see enemies uh, who might be coming to attack the city. In reality, it was a way that you could get away from everybody and everything and get a higher perspective if you went out on the ramparts. And that's exactly what we need to do when we don't seem to be able to find God in our situation. When we can't hear God, we need to go up and look. And that's what Habakkuk says. I will take my stand at my watch post, at my rampart, at my station, myself on the tower. I'll be there all by myself, and I'm going to look and see what he's going to say to me and how he's going to answer concerning My complaint. So, what we have to learn to do is to wait on God to get above our problem and to wait for the one who can solve our problem. Now, that's super hard for us to do today because we live in a convenience driven, technology driven society. Uh, We want instant answers, Uh, we want instant results. Uh, We've accelerated our sense of time. But thousands of years ago, we measured time in days and nights. And then we invented clocks, and we began to measure in hours and minutes. And now we're in a digital age where we're not just measuring in seconds, we're measuring in microseconds. Uh, There's a reason why we should be patient. Because notice what verse 2 says here. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. Now, we can be patient... Because we can be expectant. So God tells Habakkuk here exactly what he's going to do. And he says, Habakkuk, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write it down, what I'm about to tell you that I'm going to do. Because somebody needs to run this message to everybody else so they can know what I'm about to do also. You know what the Bible is? The Bible is God's book. It's his light for dark days. And I promise you, no matter how dark your situation may be, in his time, God will not leave you in the dark. He will speak into your situation. He will keep his word to you. He'll keep his promises that are written down in his word in the Bible for you. Now, the problem with us isn't that we don't get answers from God. The problem is either we don't get them when we think we ought to have them, or when we do get them, we don't like them. And so verse 3 said, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. He says you're going to have to wait to the appointed time. It hastens to the end. It's coming quickly to the end. It will not lie, though. He says it may seem slow, so wait for it. But it will surely come. It will not delay So so those words there, appointed time, are huge. Because God is concerned, as we said last week, with timing, not time. That's a vast difference. Everything uh, has an appointed time. Everything operates according to an appointment. Even death, Hebrews 9, 27. And just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment. So understand, if God is sovereign, then in reality there are no accidents in life. And not even our death. There are only appointments. Time is irrelevant to God. And that's why he can't be early and he won't be late. He will. Uh, we need to wait on his timing. So remember this principle. Delay is not necessarily denial. Delay is not necessarily denial. Because notice what God's saying. God says, I do things my way in my time. I don't hurry and I won't be pushed. I will act, and when I do, I'll do the right thing in the right way, but I'll be on my timetable, not yours. You know why God wants us to wait? You know why God wants us to be patient with him? Because it grows us. James chapter 1 and verse 2 through verse 4 says this, "'Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials,' Of various kinds now we don't like that verse because he says find joy in the midst of a trial in the midst of tribulation that we're going through but he says here's the reason why for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that it may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing so in other words what we see is that patience develops perseverance Perseverance develops persistence, and persistence develops spiritual power. So, you know what tough times are? Tough times are really a chance for you to show how a person acts who truly trusts God. Tough times are a chance for you to show how a person acts who truly trusts God. Now, that word wait literally means be patient. In persistence. And so when you can't find God in the tough times, don't give up. Don't blow up. But look up. There are some so many people that, that, that can't find God in tough times uh, not realizing that if you would just look up, you might see the answer there. You will see the answer when you look to the Lord. So wait for God. Secondly, watch for God. Watch for God. Because he will bring justice. He's already alluded to that in verse 3. It's going to happen. It's, it's already determined. It may seem slow. Wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. But then notice verse 4 as we read on down through verse 19. Habakkuk doesn't wait long for God to tell him what the answer is to his problem. Uh, yes, I'm, I am just and I do what is right, but, but I'm going to use, God is saying, I'm going to use a more wicked nation to punish a less wicked nation. I'm going to do things many times that, that prophets and preachers and professors won't understand. And God says, when I do, uh, there's only one way to handle it. And that way is, fam- is one of the cornerstone verses of all of the Old Testament here in verse 4. Behold, His soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by his faith. Now the second half of that verse was the spark that ignited the Protestant Reformation. It's one of the most quoted verses in all of the Old Testament in New Testament verses. Is quoted in Romans chapter 1, verse 17. It's quoted again in Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. It's quoted in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. It's the key to the entire book, and it's not only the best answer, but it's the only answer you'll have when you're trying to find God in tough times. So the relationship of every human being to God who has ever lived, beginning with Adam and all the way down to the present moment, can be boiled down to one word. In the end, there's something more important than any proof of God, and that's a relationship with God. Only faith can make that relationship possible. The most important question about God is not, is there a God? The most important question about God is, if there's a God, how can I have a relationship with him? So you see in this verse alone, you have the key for how to understand the entire history of the world. There's a great conflict raging on the earth even right now. A conflict between the proud on the one hand and those who have faith on the other hand. You've got those who, who, who put their trust in themselves and you've got those who put their trust in God. There's only two kinds of people who have ever lived. On the one hand, you've got those who, who he says in verse 4 are, are lifted up. Uh, his desires are, are not upright. Go on to verse five. Moreover, wine is a traitor, an arrogant man who is never at rest. His greed is as white as Sheol. Like death, he has never enough. He gathers for himself all nations and collects his own uh, and collects as his own all people. So this is a person that can't be right with God because he's so puffed up with pride that his ego gets in the way. And then he says, on the other hand, you have the righteous. What makes them righteous isn't what they do, but who they believe. You have two kinds of people, those who trust themselves and those who trust God. In essence, what God is saying to Habakkuk is this. If you want to get through the tough times, don't lose your focus. Keep your faith. Keep trusting and believing in God, not in yourself, not in others. Every time you go into a difficult situation, every time you get what you didn't, don't deserve, every time life deals you a bad hand, the whole thing will come down to your faith, which is your, your belief and your trust in God, or your lack of faith, your lack of trusting in God. And so life for every follower of Jesus Christ ultimately comes down to faith. It comes down to questions like these. Will God keep his word? Will God meet my needs? Will God do what is right? Will God bring justice? Will I really overcome death? Is the gospel really true? The only way you'll ever get the right answer to those questions is if you make up your mind that you're going to trust God and that whatever he says is the truth. And so God is saying to Habakkuk, he's saying, Habakkuk, if you're worried about the Babylonians, look at what I've got in store for them. Now, the two greatest sins in the Old Testament were pride and idolatry. And you're going to see that Babylon was guilty uh, of both. And so he throws down, if you will, five woes in this chapter on this pagan, idolatrous nation. Woe, 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 woe. So pick up. With verse 6. Shall not all these take up their taunt against him with scoffing and riddles for him and say, Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own for how long and loads himself with pledges? So he's talking about Babylon here. He's saying, Woe to Babylon. Woe to him, Babylon, who heaps up what is not his own. Uh, and it seems like they're getting away with it. Uh, verse 7. Will not your debtors suddenly arise and those who awake, those awake who will make you tremble? Then you will be spoil for them. Because you have plundered many nations, all the remnants of the people shall plunder you. For the blood of man and violence to the earth, to the cities, all who dwell in them. Here's the next woe, verse nine. Woe to him, woe to Babylon, who gets evil gain for his house to set his nest on high, to be safe from the reach of harm. You have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life, for the stone will cry out from the wall, and the beam from the woodwork respond. In the verse 12, here's the third one. Woe to him, woe to Babylon, who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Behold, is it not from the Lord of hosts that peoples labor merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters over the sea. Here's the fourth woe to Babylon. Woe to him, woe to Babylon who makes his neighbor drink. You pour out your wrath and and make them drunk in order to gaze at their nakedness. You will have your fill of shame instead of glory. Drink yourself and show your uncircumcision. The cup in the Lord's right hand will come around to you and utter shame will come upon your glory. The violence done to Lebanon will overwhelm you as will the destruction of the beasts that terrified them for the blood of man and violence to the earth, to the cities, all who dwell in them. What prophet is an idol when his maker, its maker has shaped it, a metal image, a teacher of lies, for its maker trusts in his own Christ. Creation When he makes speechless idols and here's the fifth woe woe to Babylon woe to him who says to a wooden thing Awake to a silent stone Arise can this teach behold it is overlaid with gold and silver and there is no breath at all in it so five times God names the sin that Babylon is guilty of and then gives the consequence of the judgment And so in verse 6 through verse 8, they're guilty of greed. In verse 9 through verse 11, they're guilty of injustice. In verse 12 through verse 13, they're guilty of violence. In verse 15 through verse 18, they're guilty of seduction. In verse 19, they're guilty of idolatry. Uh, And there are plenty of all five of those things going around today, even in our world. And so with that said, what God was saying to Habakkuk was, you don't worry about Babylon. You just worry about Judah. Babylon doesn't have the last word. Even after Babylon is through with Judah, I still won't be through with Babylon. I still got stuff to deal with Babylon. And so this is so important to understand this. God wasn't going to let the Babylonians get away with anything. It may have seemed that way from Habakkuk's point of view. Why do you keep letting the wicked prosper and the righteous suffer? And and so he's saying to him, they're not gonna get away with anything. God was saying to Habakkuk, Habakkuk quit worrying. It's not a matter of whether I'm gonna judge. It's a matter of when I'm gonna judge. Don't you understand? I judge sin everywhere. God is saying to him, I don't play favorites nobody gets a free pass whether it's the babylonians or whether it's my own people sin brings judgment just as surely as a cloud brings rain by the way even though it went badly for judah they weren't completely destroyed were they as you know the jewish people are alive and well today but where are the babylonians today the babylonians did conquer judah And they did take people away into captivity. But 56 years later, the Medo-Persian Empire came along and they completely destroyed and wiped out the entire nation of Babylon. Babylon got what they deserved in God's time. God judged the Jews. God judged the Babylonians. And one of these days, God will judge you unless you come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And then all of that judgment that should have been upon you is upon him. So if your question is, how do I escape the judgment of God, it all comes down to faith. There's only two possible ways you can approach God, either with belief or unbelief. With belief or unbelief. You either believe God or you don't believe him. You either put faith in him or you don't put faith in him. You only come to him by faith in jesus christ or you don't come to him at all because jesus said that i am the only way to the father so watch for god because he will bring justice wait for god and thirdly worship god because he's in control he's in control you know all that worrying You can't do anything to change anything anyway. In fact, Jesus told us that, didn't he? He said, if you worry about stuff, can that add anything to your height or to your stature? Or can it make you wealthy or not wealthy or solve your problem with all the worrying? No. So wait on God because he keeps his word. Watch for God, he'll bring justice. And then worship God because he's in control. So notice this, verse, this last verse. This last verse of this chapter is like a hammer, if you will, that shatters every argument and every objection that Habakkuk or anyone else would ever bring against God. Notice verse 20. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. So, in other words, the God who made heaven and who made the earth and every being in it, he has dominion over every part of this universe. And from his holy throne, God is the one who's calling the shots. God is seeing to it that every piece of the puzzle is falling into place, even if we don't understand why that piece had to go there, when it had to go there. God sees to it that all of history is headed exactly into the direction that he wants it to go. Because yes, in his sovereignty, God does use evil to accomplish good. And when times are the toughest, and days are the darkest, the only thing that will matter in your life is that God is in his temple and on his throne, and you need to trust him no matter what. Because understand where Habakkuk was. Think about it. The Babylonians, they may have destroyed the Jerusalem temple, but they could not destroy the heavenly temple. Isn't that awesome? They could do whatever they wanted to to the nation of Israel. They could tear down Solomon's majestic temple, and they did. They destroyed everything. Took out all the the things there from the temple. And so when you understand that, they can destroy the earthly temple, but they cannot destroy the heavenly temple. When you understand that God is in his holy temple and he is a sovereign, all-powerful, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, we would do real well just to be silent before him. Let all the earth keep silence before him god doesn't need us telling him what to do we need to hear god and what he's telling us that he's going to do and then trust him for the results there's one thing that never changes it doesn't change when there's an attack at pearl harbor doesn't change when there's a great depression doesn't change when there's a crash on wall street doesn't change when planes fly into a a World Trade Center. It doesn't change when, when tornadoes devastate the southern states. What never changes is that the Lord is on his throne. And he is in complete control. If you ever wonder sometimes where all of history is headed, and where our world is headed, and where you and I are headed, it's all summed up back in verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. God wants his name and his fame and his greatness and his glory to go out across all the earth as the waters cover the land so that everybody would eventually know that Jesus Christ is Lord. He died for our sins. He came back from the dead. And that if we'll respond by faith in him, we won't face the judgment. We won't taste death, and we will be saved. Some here tonight, maybe even watching online, some may need to change their thinking. That instead of saying, why me? Instead of groaning, well, if I was God, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be letting this happen. Or I wouldn't let this go this way why don't we just do what Habakkuk did? When we're confused, wait on God because he keeps his word. It seems like the bad guys are winning and the good guys are losing. And you think all your goodness has been for nothing? You keep on watching God. You keep your focus on God because he will bring justice, just like he did for the nation of Israel and the nation of Judah against the Babylonians. When you think all hope is lost, And there's no way out. Worship God because he is in control. Every one of those things was proven at the cross of Jesus Christ. And they'll prove true in your life as well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word tonight. Lord, we know that it is difficult when we see bad things happening around us, when bad things happen to us, when it seems like the, the wickedness of the world continues to prosper and seems to be getting away with their sinful ways. And, and Lord, why aren't you bringing judgment against them instead of against us? They're worse than us. And we begin to debate you about why you want to do things the way you're going to do things. Father, I pray that we wouldn't doubt you As we talked about last week we would trust you and we wouldn't debate you but Lord that we would keep our focus upon you and rest in your presence knowing that no matter what happens no matter how bad things may get Lord even when we don't understand why that puzzle piece has to be here in my life at this time in this way I don't understand why this has to happen the way it does Lord, let us just trust you and be silent and say, Lord, I don't understand it. I need your grace. And I need your mercy. I need your leadership and your wisdom and your presence to walk with me through it, to know that you're on your throne and that you're in control no matter what. And, Lord, may you give us victory over our worry, victory over our doubts. And, Lord, I pray that we will press forward one step at a time, one moment at a time, day by day, week by week, month by month, trusting you, having faith in you, walking by faith and not by sight. Bless us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I do still have Facebook open there, and I don't see any prayer requests that are there. So uh, thank you those who watched uh, tonight there on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and those who listened on our phone live streaming. Thank you for joining with us. Uh, Join with us again Sunday. Uh, We'll be back for uh, Sunday school at 915 in person, worship at 1030, and then don't forget Sunday night will be our Christmas program. Wanna encourage you to be here if you can. You're gonna receive a wonderful blessing from that as well as from Chosen Road a couple of days later on Tuesday the 20th at 6.30. Uh, so you have a blessed week, stay safe. We'll see you this coming Sunday.